Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is expected to be in Tampa with the Buccaneers. I think Bruce Arians is the right guy at the right time in Tom Brady's career. Bruce Arians, like you're riding the wave with, like he is in with you. And the fact now that he has the GOAT, he's going to work with him. I mean, this is a good matchup. Tampa has an embarrassment of riches in terms of weapons on offense. You got Mike Evans in Tampa. That's not going to be a problem. You got Godwin. You got O.J. Howard. Look, this is a deep roster that's very good. Brady wanted something like that. Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be a tough team to stop, I think, at this point. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode 105. Everybody is back down to earth. The announcement of Tom Brady signing with the Bucks was made officially official. The team announced it. Tom himself announced it through an Instagram post. And we found out the details of that elusive contract. A very good deal for the Buccaneers. We'll get into that in just a bit. Up ahead, we are going to catch you up on all things free agency, what the Buccaneers have done aside from bringing Brady to Tampa. We've got some voicemails we're going to listen to, answering some of your questions, and of course talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. America's new favorite team, might I say? Welcome back to the show. If you're new around here, I am your host as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Evan, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing pretty good, man. It's uh, like 75 degrees here in Pennsylvania today, so I'm doing God, good. I wish it was close to 75 degrees down here. This is the time of year where it stops raining for two months at a time. Mm-hmm. And then temperatures creep up. Gas prices go down, but temperatures <laughs> creep up. It's like 84, 85 But you know Florida and that humidity, man, it feels like 91, 92. It's just, it's so brutal this time of year. It's almost worse in spring because of the pollen and everything else going into it than it is in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather have my clear, wet-ass air. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and your your daily thunderstorm. Yeah, without the pollen, without the allergies, <laughs> without me sneezing in public and everybody just looks at me funny. Oh, man. Can't sneeze or cough anywhere now. Oh, man. It is brutal. But let's jump into it. We've got a great list of things we're going to talk about today on the show. Welcome back to all of our new listeners, by the way. Our last episode was basically just an hour of us freaking out about Tom Brady coming to Tampa. And uh, the voicemails we listened to were most of the same. We answered some of the questions, but we're going to get into the specifics today. Because we made that episode when the news came out, but there was no official announcement from Tom Brady, from the Bucks, and it seemed like the deal was taking a very long time for pen to for pen to meet paper. It was, you know, oh, should have an official announcement tomorrow, and then tomorrow came, and there was really no word. 
should be an official announcement tomorrow. And then the next day came, and there was no word. The next day, oh, well, it seems like the only thing holding the Bucks up from signing that contract with Tom Brady is him getting a physical. So they have to find out a neutral doctor that can give them the physical, and they're going to go from there. So we had to wait another day. And then finally, on Thursday, it comes out that Brady's getting a physical in New York. There's a neutral doctor. The Bucks like these guys. They trust them. They're going to get it done so the contract can be signed. They said, expect an announcement later today because the physical was done today. And then no announcement. So this morning, Friday, March 20th, 2020, at 8.04 a.m., and it's funny that I know the exact time because I woke up and I checked my phone on Twitter. It was 8 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? They have not announced Brady to the Bucks. They announced Gurley to the Falcons, which we'll talk about in a minute because Todd Gurley was a hot commodity for plenty of Bucks fans who wanted him there. But there was no announcement of Brady. And I looked at Bree and I said, you know what? I'm like, I don't even know if I want to go back to bed because I'm just waiting for the Brady announcement. Like, I just need something to happen. Like, come on, Tom. It's The time is now. And then my post notification goes off while I'm looking at my phone. And it's a picture of Tom Brady signing a contract. The guy can't take a bad picture in his life. So it's just a great picture of Tom Brady <laughs> signing this contract. He writes Absolutely. this big, long caption about how he's ready to get started. Year one, we're ready to go to work. And I yelled at the top of my lungs. It was 8 a.m. I didn't care that everybody else was sleeping. I was so damn excited that Penn had hit paper. Because I talked with people during that time, and everybody is like, you know, we've been here before. That's the thing. And it, <laughs> we're at a group chat with uh, some other Bucks pages on Instagram. And we had some fun at those guys' expense, did we not? Did have some fun. Did have some fun. <laughs> Everybody was worried, like, oh, what's the holdup? Is Brady really going to come here? Is he not? And there was a small part of me that was like, everybody needs to calm down and take a deep breath. But there was another small part of me, and that small part of me was the true Bucks fan who has been disappointed like this before. We've seen deals fall through. Yeah, you know, but who, who also also kept telling you that, like, it was done? Pretty much everybody, pretty much Schefter, Rappaport, Rick Stroud, everybody was saying it's a done deal. They have agreed to terms. They're just working out the language because of the coronavirus rules and, of course, getting that physical done. So we were reassured that it was a done deal along the way. But you know how Bucks fans get, man. I think we have a right to get that way because we've seen it happen before. I've never seen a franchise be left at the altar as many times as the Buccaneers. So yeah, I mean, really? I, I sort of do understand that, but... <laughs> Some of them were some overreactions, like when Tom Brady likes a picture on that the NFL posts of the Chargers the, about the Chargers defense, and people just think the Chargers are back in the mix, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever. No, I get you, man. But that elusive deal was finally signed. Tom Brady, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for the next two years. Here is what that contract looks like. It's a fifty million dollar base contract, twenty five mil a year. And here's the thing. To get Tom Brady for $25 million a year, SportTrack had his value at close to $34 million. I think it was 33.8 mil. The Bucks got a cheap deal, and on top of that, they got a very team-friendly deal because there are more incentives in this contract, but you also look at what they were up against. You can sign Brady for $25 mil a year, or we had talked about plenty of times, they had the choice to franchise tag Jameis Winston at $27 million a year. 
Better they, check your sheet, right? You look at Jameis Winston right now, he's really not fetching that much of a market, at least for the $30 million, $25 million and up market that he thought he was in. Maybe you can blame that on his camp. Maybe you can blame that on him coming out and, you know, saying, check your sheet, I'm balling, I'm going to come I'm out balling. here and do this. <laughs> I just look back at that and just laugh now. Check your sheet, I'm, I'm balling, like. I mean, the guy uh, is damn it, it's, good. It sounds like it sounds like me after any you know intramural basketball game I play. But you know, <laughs> check your sheet. I'm balling like that. That's me. But you know, I don't get paid. So right. But looking back at Brady's deal, twenty five mil a year with incentives for the goat. That's a really good deal for the Bucks, man. Very good. Very good. Um, you know, Tom Brady typically you know has shown a history of giving. You know, the Patriots almost like discounts. You know, he's never really been, you know, the highest paid quarterback. Um, some Most of the time, he's not even a top five paid quarterback. So, I mean, this deal really, you know, it's it's two years, 50 million with incentives. If he reaches all the incentives, it can go up to 59 million. So it's about $4.5 million in incentives for each season. And something that's interesting about this deal it, it includes no trades, so he, he can't be traded, which is understandable, right? He's not. He's going to want to know that he's in Tampa Bay for the next two seasons. And that's good. It's understandable. That's good. I mean, you anyway. want that 100%. Yeah, so I think any player would prefer, you know, to have that in their thing. But um, And then there's also no franchise tag, which is interesting because that would possibly mean that, you know, he's not closing the door on – you know, like he after these two years, he's not might not retire, right? He said he wants to play till forty five. This would likely take him to his forty five uh, year old season, I believe. He'll be forty three in was it like August or September or something? Yeah, so he would um, be forty five at the start of the season that he's not on contract. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense if he truly wants to play till forty five and think he can. I mean, who knows? You know, it all depends on what he thinks of the Buccaneers, whether he would return. And we're obviously not even – he just signed the deal today officially, so not even going to discuss that, obviously. But just thought that was interesting that, you know, maybe Tom Brady, maybe this isn't it, right? Maybe he could be in Tampa or a third team potentially, you know, for you know for, to end his career. You know, we will see. But I just thought that was a very interesting part of the contract. But overall, I mean, Bucks got a really good deal. And, I mean, I think if, if a lot of people – at the start of the off season, you know, if you would have said, you know, Jameis Winston is, you know, asking for thirty million, or you could franchise tag him for twenty-seven million, but Tom Brady would come here for twenty-five, I think a lot of people would choose Brady. Most people would probably choose Brady. Um, you know, so I, I think it is a great deal, and you know, Tom Brady has helped his team yet again with cap space. So they save about four point five or so um, in, in cap space. So th- there we go. Yeah. It really is a good team-friendly deal for the Bucks. You love to see it because it allows them just a little bit more flexibility uh, when looking at free agency, what they're going to do. There's a lot of guys still leading up on the cap space, Cam Brate being one of them. Right now, time is ticking to see what the Bucks are going to do because I believe that money is guaranteed to him in what, two days? March 22nd. Yep, March 22nd, Cameron Brate is guaranteed $4 million of his $6 million contract. So if he's going to get cut, it's going to be either like today or tomorrow or I believe March 22nd, but there is like a time. It might be like 4 p.m., sort of like a Todd Gurley thing, right? Uh, you remember yesterday? Right. He was due like that money. Um, so we will see. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Cameron Brate takes any type of pay cut or gets released, traded before then because I'm sure – you know, the Buccaneers would prefer not to have him back on a $6 million a year salary. 
Yeah, and you kind of look at the money side of things. You had brought up Cam Brate and the possibility of him taking a cheaper deal to stay in Tampa to play with Tom Brady. That's almost a possibility with pretty much any other free agent on the roster. You know, how much are these guys willing to give up off of their contract that they had wanted if they're willing to give up much of anything? Brashad Perryman, a big question mark. You kind of have to wonder if he's going to take a lower price. And mm-hmm. some more news that came with Tampa Bay getting Tom Brady is an abundance of players reaching out to Tampa and letting them know they want to play for the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. I mean, honestly, it's just, I think it's the best possible situation you can be in. You have people who want to play in Tampa. Maybe they'll take a little bit less, and maybe it's an area that you need help, you know? Yeah, so obviously when, when people read this, they think, oh, my God, like Jadavion Clowney to Tampa. No, that that's not what this means, obviously. You're still going to have to pay him. It's just, let's say Bershaw Perryman's sitting there, and a team offers him five point five million dollars for a one year deal. But the Bucks offer him one year four million dollars. He might just go back to the Bucks because for an extra, you know, one and a half, maybe, you know, I don't know how the team that's offering him is, he could just go back to the Bucks and play with Tom Brady and hopefully do well and, you know, get a bigger contract next year. That's that's the the type of thing that's look that they're looking at, you know. Um, a guy like Dion Lewis who they reportedly have some interest in uh, CBS Sports reported that. So, a guy like him, maybe he'll sign a one-year, four million dollar deal, or like a one-year, two million dollar deal with incentives that go up to four million dollars. Who knows? Th- those are the types of things. It's not really probably not the, the superstars that are going, but it's it's important players that, like you said, could possibly be in, in positions of need. Maybe like a cornerback, like a, a ring chasing quarterback, a quarterback cornerback. Um, a guy like Jonathan Joseph, maybe he's 35 years old. Uh, maybe he believes that Tampa Bay can win now. He sees that they need sort of a, a veteran presence in the secondary and says, hey, I'll sign one year, $2 million. Yeah, I and, mean, and you've why seen, not? I mean, all of the jib jab on Twitter between these players as well. Devin White in particular. He's, he's trying to here, recruit, man. Dude, he is out here doing his job. I mean, Jamal Adams had said something about what's going on in Tampa. Tony Jefferson as well, talking about how everybody in Tampa is just getting live and excited. I mean, these guys are very interested in what's going on, and they have a reason to be because it seems like everybody in the country right now is invested in what's going to happen with Tampa Bay football this upcoming season. But very exciting. Let's see if the Bucks can use it to their advantage as they make some more moves in free agency. But in the meantime, let's get you caught back up on some other transactions the Buccaneers have made. Let's start by taking a look at that defensive line. They made some moves there. Now, they lost a big piece of this line. I won't say it was unexpected. We kind of talked about it heading into the offseason. But defensive tackle Bo Allen stated on Instagram that he would not be back with the Bucks next season. And he went and he signed a deal with the Patriots. Um, got did paid. Anybody, did anybody tell him what happened, though? Like, I, but dude, I don't blame him. He got paid. He did get paid. What were the details on his contract? Because I don't remember so off the top was, of my head. It was a, a, a two-year deal, uh, $8 million total. So I, I'm not sure if his cap hit is $4 million um, for this season. But, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I believe he, he signed in Tampa for $5 million. And then I believe he took a $2 million pay cut to get it down to three and then just went back up to four. So he was definitely not going back to Tampa for $4 million. So, right. Uh, Good luck, Bo. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, good for you, buddy, really. 
And Bo Allen, I mean, he was a good locker room guy. He went out there, he did his part. Very rotational player. That's where he's going to be missed most in that locker room. That, that's where he's going to be missed most. Yeah, absolutely. He was a good guy, good player, and good luck to him in New England. Now, the Buccaneers made another acquisition on that defensive line, this time re-signing Rakeem Nunez-Rochez. Nacho has been brought back on a one-year deal with up to $2.25 million in incentives. It's one mil guaranteed. It's a one-year deal. Another one-year deal for Nacho, who was a really big part of that run defense last season. I'm looking forward to him coming back. I like the guy. I like Nacho. Yeah, he's uh, he was a guy I, I, I brought back, I believe, in my battle plan. Um, yeah, just really, really happy to see him back. You know, he might have a bigger role in this defense, depending on what happens with a few other guys and free agency in the draft. So um, excited to see him back. Absolutely. There were some other moves that happened. The Buccaneers re-signed Bryant Mitchell, who was a wide receiver, to a one-year deal. A lot of people... Can, can, can I talk about this for a second? Yeah, go ahead. I'll so, let you take it. So, people... like I guess they thought that Bryant Mitchell was like some like huge name. Because the way Schefter tweeted it, he's like... Buccaneers bu sign agreed to terms he, with yeah, Bryant he, Mitchell. He, the Buccaneers agreed to terms with wide receiver Bryant, Mitch Bryant Mitchell. And like everybody's like, who's he? Who's he? Who's Here he? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, for one, they're re-signing him, and two, he was a you know a practice squad slash preseason guy that unfortunately got hurt. The Buccaneers do like him. He was in the CFL, then signed with the Bucks, and um, unfortunately got hurt before the season started. So uh, the Bucks do like him. But I just wanted to point out, like the way Schefter said it was like made it seem like it was this big free agent. I, he might have been teasing a little bit, like Bucks agreed to terms with, right? Was, yeah, you know. But I mean, maybe. But I don't know. I just felt it just felt weird the way he said that. And normally. Normally, you don't get like those national guys reporting on those really small signings. More normally, that's more like a local thing. Yeah, like uh, you'd expect Stroud or somebody like Greg Allman yeah, to put that yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah. It was funny too because you talked about the wording of the tweet. I saw someone else retweet it. I don't remember who, but it was like, "Oh, here's the announcement all these Bucks fans have been waiting for." Because they re-signed Brian Mitchell and then announced it um while people were waiting for the Brady deal to become official so i'm sure they were having some fun at our expense everybody who was all, all, the, all the comments all the comments were you know announce Brady announce Brady announce Brady which i've actually i've been a part of before because i've witnessed a team that i follow sign a, a superstar and not announce it yet and that was the Phillies with Bryce Harper so when the Phillies signed Bryce Harper and it wasn't announced yet that's all that would be on the comments like you would read yeah. the comments and there wouldn't be a single thing. Their spring training was going on. Wouldn't be a single thing about it. Announce Bryce. Announce Bryce. Announce Bryce. That's what you saw in the comments of the Bucks. Announce Brady. Okay, now announce Tom. How this isn't announcing Tom. Something like that. You know, it was constant. So that's what happens though when you sign you know a big superstar like that. But oh, absolutely. We've got one more signing from the Buccaneers. This happened today. They agreed to uh, terms. Breaking news: Bucks are re-signing Kevin Minter. Oh, look at that. We got some breaking news. So, Bucks re-signed Kevin Minter. Do we have any details on how long, how much money? Uh, no, we do not. We just have that uh, Field Yates, Bucks are re-signing Kevin Minter to a one-year deal um, uh, that qualifies for the new veteran salary benefit incorporated in the CBA. So, I'm not really sure, not really sure what that means exactly. But, uh, yeah, 
So, Kevin Minter, back with the Buccaneers. Hey, well, you'll love to see it. I mean, Kevin Minter, let's talk about him while we're on the topic. He was a good piece of that linebacker core last year. He really stepped up when Devin White was missing some action early on in the season. And, I mean, he filled in just great. So, I really like that guy as a depth piece, a rotational linebacker. He goes in there, does his job well, and uh, glad to see him back in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's, um, I, I think he's fine. Yeah, for uh, He stepped in and played well in the absence of Devin White early in the season, so um, it's good to have him back. Yeah, so aside from the most breaking news, another transaction that happened today for the Bucks, they agreed to terms with offensive lineman Joe Haig from Indianapolis. Joe Haig, he's a rotational guy. He started for Indianapolis in 2016 and 17 before Quentin Nelson got there. I believe he played the same exact position, offensive guard, same spot as Quentin Nelson does. Um, but he's also a guy that can float between guard and tackle, from what I understand. But he's just a good depth piece for that O-line. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, you know, in this early in this process, I identified Haig as a guy I wouldn't mind bringing in. <clears throat> I saw that he was – I was actually considering signing him in my battle plan, but um, instead I went with B.J. Finney, who got $4 million a year from the Seahawks. Um, so he can play, like you said, both tackle and guard. He started games in 2016 and 2017 for the Colts, um, but did not start last year. Uh, so, I mean, the Colts offensive line is one of the best in the league, so you can kind of understand why he didn't start. I think this is a very solid depth piece, and this is probably one of the best depth pieces that they could have had um, without you know giving up big bucks. So, signed to believe two a uh, little over two million dollars on a one year deal. Something I believe it's two point three, and it can get up to uh, yeah one year deal for Haig worth two point three million with a chance to make it three point three. So um, you know, it's a solid depth option and like i said you know i said that they were going to focus now on re-signing their own and adding some depth and you know there's your depth option and they've re-signed obviously kevin mincer just now and uh, a few others in the past few days so yeah and we brought up in the past i think on the last episode actually was you know building up that depth along the offensive line because that was a big concern i mean how is brady going to do behind the offensive line i think right now they're okay but depth is very, very important because we saw last year several times there just wasn't any solid guys that you could count on playing second and third string offensive line all over the place as well. I mean, they even had Earl Watford taking snaps at center. And nothing against Earl Watford, he's fine, but you know Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure if he if he can play <clears throat> center. Uh, I'm not sure if he's ever played center, but I think he's a better option at any tackle spot than Josh Wells um or, you know, a guy like like um, uh, Gerald Hawkins. Yeah. Now, it's funny, too, because Earl Watford, I think the only action we saw him at in center was the game that Ryan Jensen got hurt. Earl Watford was taking practice snaps at center, and then that's when Jensen was like, nope, I can't do it. I can't bear to watch this guy play center. That's why he got back into the game. It was, yeah, it was in the, the, the Detroit game, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Now there are a lot. Earl Watford, Earl Watford may be back. He he may be back on like a minimum deal. Um, and another another news, Peter report. Uh, Mark Cook had said that Bucks have reached out to Demar Dotson to see if he has any interest in coming back on a cheap deal. So, could be more death coming. Absolutely, keep your eyes peeled, and of course we'll keep you updated here on CFP. Now, looking at the other options for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know this is a question that somebody asked us on one of the voicemails. We're going to get into, but just a little preview of some of the names still available. I've got a list in front of me, and a couple of these guys have maybe not had their name floated around one buck, 
But, uh, eh, I don't know. Could be interesting. I'll start it off with Dion. All right, so how about, how, about, how, about we do, how about we do this, though? Okay. How about right. you you name the names, and yep. then I'll go through and be like, yes or no. Okay, let's do it. I got a list right in front of me of players. <laughs> let's do it. Dion Lewis. Yes, because I just feel like he would be a cheaper option. He's familiar with Brady. He's a good pass-catching back. Not the greatest runner. Um, so if you're adding Dion Lewis, you're likely still drafting a running back in the second or third round. But I, I, which I wouldn't I'm mind fine. at all. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Like that's you have Ronald Jones, Deion Lewis, and like Clyde Edwards Hilaire or somebody like that. I'm I'm good with that. So Deion yes. Lewis, a guy who of course played in New England for a while, has that chemistry with Brady most recently played in Tennessee, so it would be nice to see that reunion happen. Here's another player, Philip Dorsett. Um Familiarity yeah. with Brady. Yes, but only if you can't get Brashad Perryman back. I prefer Brashad Perryman. Okay. Um, so only if you can't get Perryman back. That's fair. Xavier Rhodes. Mm, so if you guys remember, I had brought up um, Xavier Rhodes, actually. Uh, you might remember that, Red. I had brought up – a lot of people were talking about Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson, when they said like, the Bucks need a veteran corner. Yeah. And I brought up Xavier Rhodes. I was wrong, okay, because – I've watched some Xavier Rhodes over the past few days. Um, NFL Game Pass to run the the free thing right now. Dude, this dude, I don't know what happened to him, but he is burnt toast right now, man. Yeah, he just roads are open. He, he he can't. The roads are open. They're they ain't closed no more. They're they're open and open for business um, mm-hmm. because people are just blown by this guy. And I don't understand. Maybe a change of scenery, you know, a different scheme will help him. But, I mean, he's going to get picked up by somebody. It's just if I was running things, it wouldn't be the Bucks. Yeah. Another name to look at in that secondary, someone we've talked about plenty here on the show, Tony Jefferson. Yes. Pro- but most likely because I think he's going to take like a one-year deal at really cheap because of his injury, and I think he's a really good bounce-back candidate. So his familiarity with Bulls and uh Arians and hasn't really shown many much signs of slowing down besides that injury. Unlike Rhodes, like Jefferson's been productive. It's just he, you know, that injury really killed him. So I got one more for you, and then we're gonna jump over to the Cannon Fire Hotline, see what voicemails we've got. Oh, I like that Cannon Fire Hotline. That's yeah, nice. yeah, I came up with that today. I'm glad you enjoy it. Clay Matthews. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. I know you're a big fan of him. I, I, I like Clay Matthews. I said, now I have a tweet back, I believe it was like December 12th. I had tweeted out, and I'll, I'm going to see if I can find the tweet here just so I can read it. Um, I, you know, I, I had interest in Matthews. It was December 11th. Okay, so Greg Allman had tweeted, you know, Spot Track identifies Bucks Ronald Jones as a trade slash release candidate, right? And because it was a list of all, like, potential guys that could be released or traded. Yeah. And Clay Matthews was on there. And I said, guy on here that intrigues me, Clay Matthews. I said, L.A. needs cast faith. Matthews is so productive and only has a cap hit of 5.75 next year. Could be a great depth piece and likely won't cost a lot, whole lot to acquire him. I said, the guy has eight sacks this year. Send a fourth-round pick over to L.A. and go get him. You don't got to send anything now to go get him, right? He didn't play in all 16 games and still had eight sacks. Like, yeah. you can't tell me this dude can't be a rotational pass rusher for you when you need, you know, a, more a rotational pass rush. And you can't tell me that he wouldn't take a cheaper deal to come to Tampa Bay and, you know, play with guys like Jason Pierre-Paul and Levante David and 
Shaq Barrett. You know, Tom Brady. Yeah, sure, Shaq Barrett. And, you know, be on the same team as Tom Brady and stuff. He was on the same team as Aaron Rodgers. Why not go to Tom Brady, you know? Absolutely. I would bring Clay Matthews one year, like $3 million. You know, he doesn't have to play a whole lot just on passing downs, like third downs, throw him in there when Barrett, Pierre Paul need a break. You know, you never know. Injuries can happen at any time. Why not? Yeah. I like it, man. I think he's a guy that can't take a cheap deal, and I wouldn't also, mind Also, he's been there, it. done that. He's he's been he's been to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's, it's time to get some Super Bowl. You got plenty of experience on the offensive side of the ball now, just by one guy. Now it's time to get it on the defensive side too. All right. I believe I believe Pierre Paul did he play in that Super Bowl versus the Patriots? Yes, he did. I'm not sure he did. Okay. Shaq Barrett also has Super Bowl experience. Uh, Nadama can sue if he comes back. But, I mean, other than that, there's not really many people who have Super Bowl experience. It's a very, I mean, besides those guys, nobody's even ever been to the playoffs. So adding Clay Matthews would give you more, just more experience. And I feel like it shouldn't prohibit you from drafting a, a, a pass rusher, but it's just be a nice death piece. No, I get you, man. I like the move, and I'm with you as well. We just have to wait and see what happens. Let's jump over to the Cannon Fire Hotline. The first message actually comes to us from our buddy Richard out of L.A., and I don't know what happened. I think it was our end. It wasn't Richard's end, but he called. He left us a really good voicemail about predicting the season opener, what week one matchup is going to be, who the Bucks are going to be playing, if it's going to be prime time. And it was a really fun question, but some way, somehow, the voicemail got away from us, so I wanted to jump into that. Really quickly, Evan, if you had to guess, week one, what day the Bucks are going to be playing, who they're going to be playing, and if it's under the lights, who do you got? I'm going to predict that they are going to be playing the first. Now, remember, Monday night games, they play two because they do a West Coast one, too. Yeah. I'm predicting that they're going to be playing the first Monday night game in Tampa versus versus the Saints. I'm okay. gonna say versus the Saints. They want a prime time Breeze Brady right off the bat in Tampa Monday Night Football seven fifteen or whatever because that first game's always it's earlier than normal. So um, yeah, that's what I think it's gonna be. Yeah, you know I think the Saints is a safe bet, and this is only because I feel like it's more times than not we open the season against a division rival. You know we're normally week one we're playing somebody in the NFC South, but I'll throw this out there for you. I'll meet you in the middle. I think the Bucs are going to play the first Monday night football game. It'll be under the lights in beautiful Raymond James Stadium. I think they're playing the Packers. Dude. Okay. I was that, thinking about it. That is a game that I would pay good money to see under the lights. I mean, you think about the old rivalry, the NFC Central, the countless Don't worry. battles. I think that's going to be under the lights. So oh, yeah. way, but... The countless battles between Brett Favre and the brutal Bucks defensive line. Warren Sapp kicking his ass. I mean, there's nothing more Buccaneers than that. And if you want to kick off this new era in those sleek uniforms, I think a game against Green Bay under the lights on Monday night is what's going to get a lot of the nostalgia for people One thing I'm going to say, please wear red. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're playing at night, you have to. Don't don't wear white. I, I, you know <laughs> like what? I, the, my fear is that, now I know they did wear red week one versus the 49ers, and they wore red week three versus the Giants last year. But my fear is just, like, it's hot in September still and whatever. But, yeah, I just hope just just wear red. It's Especially funny. the new ones, just wear red. It, it, I think for the season opener, you have to wear red. You have to wear your home uniform. It's just part of the aesthetic. But it's really funny. You brought up NFL Game Pass being free right now. And, by the way, folks, if you did not know that, I'm sure most of you do because every time I get on Game Pass, it's hard enough for me to watch a full oh game without the thing crashing. It's brutal as is, but, yeah, the thing is. Uh... 
But if you guys don't know, NFL Game Pass is free, I believe, until what May something. May thirty first. Yeah, I believe I believe the NFL is doing it due to the coronavirus and people not really being able to watch much. So um, they're allowing NFL Game Pass to be free. All you have to do is pretty much sign up with an account with the NFL. That's free, and you'll get right into Game Pass. You can watch games from 2009 all the way from now. That's preseason, playoff games, all Buccaneers games. You can watch um, you know, the full game. You can watch a condensed game, or you can watch the All-22 Coaches film. You know, if, if you want to have an opinion about Brady, go ahead and watch his season for yourself. Go ahead and watch all of his throws from the coaches' film and see, you know, if, if the Bucks made a good decision. You want to watch Winston and count how many interceptions he threw, how many he could have thrown, you know, whatever. Go go ahead and watch it. Oh, it's a great resource or whatever. So I'm you know, I'm using it a lot. Uh, it's tough to use the coaches' film like on like I I will admit it's easier on a computer. Um, I use than it on phone. my Xbox and it's not too bad. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I've been watching on my phone, so I've just been watching a lot of condensed games and stuff. I watched a few from this past year. I watched um, like a few Bucks games from 2011. Hell yeah! Uh, like so, I, I've been watching a little bit, and um, yeah, I mean it's it's great when it works. It's great, dude. But, I've know. been reliving. It's funny because I brought up Game Pass. I've been reliving the 2010 season. That was the year that every Bucks game was blacked out. Ten and out. six. Yeah, ten and six. That was the year that I had season tickets. And we were sitting right by the pirate ship. First, so for me to go back and watch all of those games, specifically the home games, the season opener that year was against the Browns. Browns, and yeah. I brought it up because it was a one o'clock game against the Browns to open the season, and they come out in white on white, and it was just it was so weird. Like I think for the season opener, you have to stick to your home colors. But if they're playing under the lights, which I think it's a safe bet at this point, they will be. You can expect those home uniforms. Did you order your Brady jersey? Not yet. No, I ordered mine today. I said I'm in the process. I don't even know I don't, what it's going to look like. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it could be pink, and I'm getting a pink jersey, I guess. Um, I'm not a big jersey guy, as I was explaining to you. Like, football jersey-wise, I'll wear a baseball jersey. Um, I'll wear a basketball jersey. Hockey jersey, I only really wear the hockey games. Like, I feel like kind of looks dumb, like, wearing, like, a hockey jersey, like, out in public. Um but if you're you know, not going like, to a hockey game. Yeah, if like if you're not going to a hockey game, like hockey jerseys are just so big, like in their in their long sleeve and stuff. I don't know. I just feel it feels dumb. Can't really <laughs> wear them during the summer. It's too hot. Like, uh, whatever. So, um, football jerseys to me just feel kind of heavy. Uh, I used to wear them like a good bit, but now I don't wear them as much. So, but I will be ordering a Tom Brady jersey. I ordered a Tom Brady. The uh, the shirt jersey from Barstool Sports today with uh, Bucko Bruce as Tom Brady and Bucko Brady, I guess you could say. And then, like, on the back, it says Brady 12. So, um, it'll really suck yeah. if he's number 10. <sighs> don't, don't. Chris. <laughs> already spent Chris. that 30, do- already spent that 30 bucks. Chris, don't let me down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So let's jump over to the Cannon of Fire hotline. We've got our first message of the day coming to us from a caller out of the 941. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, we did it. We finally got a QB that could take us to the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. I do have one question, though. Do you think that it possibly could not happen this year because Tom Brady needs to get used to the team or how it works, and um, I don't know. I thought I asked you that, guys, question. Have a nice day. 
Thanks for calling in, buddy. So his question relates to Tom Brady, and if you feel like maybe the playoffs don't happen this year because there's some sort of adjustment point, um, you know, everybody so far, it seems like the expectation is the Bucks are going to make the NFC Championship game, but what if that doesn't happen? What if the Bucks mm. don't even make the playoffs? And I'll say this as simple as possible. If the Bucks don't even make the playoffs, it's a wash. I think we fell flat on our face. I think the Brady move is maybe something that we could look at regretting if the Bucks lose more than seven games, you know? Um, because we're looking at an expanded playoff, seven teams per conference getting exactly. into the playoffs. So you're going to have eight and eight, maybe nine and seven teams getting into the playoffs. So at that point, if the Bucks aren't getting into the playoffs, then something has gone terribly wrong. But it's a good question because I wanted to bring it up, and I wanted to ask you, Evan. We talked about the expectation that people have. You know, we're hyped that Brady is here. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to the Super Bowl. But what is your expectation? At this point, it's pretty much playoffs or bust, right? More than it's ever been? It has to be. Um the expectation has to be at least playoffs, especially like you said. There's an extra team now, man. Like, you know, and like this just—it's really you got to make it, right? You, you just do. Um, now I understand that some years now you say eight and eight make you playoffs. Maybe I don't think so. I still think you have to have be at least nine and seven. I think you got to have a winning record, um, Unless obviously your division sucks, which I mean right. I don't picture the, I don't picture the Saints being worse than eight and eight. But <laughs> so. you look at the last year where the nine and seven Eagles barely squeaked their way in. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well, remember the one year, twenty fourteen, with the the Panthers seven and nine won yeah. the NFC South. So, um, you know, but I just think that you got to make it. You just do. Um, and I know the NFC uh, was actually tough this year. I believe the Vikings were the Vikings were the last seed, and they went. 10 and 6. So here, here's the thing. If the Buccaneers go 10 and 6, but they miss out on a tiebreaker, can you really call that a wash? Like, that's that that's the tough thing. And it's a possibility, too. Um, because you never know, right? The NFC this year was strong. Normally, 9 and 7 could get you in the playoffs. You know, 10 and 6 would definitely get you in the playoffs. But now, you know, you might need to go 11 and 5. So, but that just makes the games more important against their NFC opponents. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, you know, you could assume that it would fall flat. Brady has shown signs of slowing down. The offensive line couldn't really protect him. The defense did not progress the way they wanted to. Bucks still have special team struggles. That's what would happen, you know, if they end up 5-11, and 4-12, and 12, and then everybody's gone. Right. Um, Brady's not gone because he can't go anywhere. But um, unless you just want to release him, he's a lot of dead cap. But I doubt that. So... That's the worst case scenario, but still, it has to be playoffs at least. Maybe not Super Bowl because, look, this team hasn't made the playoffs since 2007. Let's chill on, on the Super Bowl talk, right? right. You got you to crawl before you can walk. Let's make the playoffs first. I definitely do think it relates back to the fact, and I'm, I'm not necessarily defending the people who are shouting Super Bowl at the top of their lungs right now, but I'm kind of saying I understand where they're coming from in the sense that we've had this conversation before. When you compare Jameis Winston to Tom Brady in the playoffs, who are you going to trust to get you to the Super Bowl more? And, I, I mean, you know, Brady is a proven winner. He's a proven winner more than anybody else on this football team, aside from maybe Bruce Arians, and that's only because he's had a career in football that's, what, 30, 40 years? I mean, aside from Bruce Arians, though? No. 
Yeah. I don't think so. That that dude, Tom Brady's the most proven winner. All yeah, right. Bruce is. Arians. Bruce Arians has a Super Bowl. Sure, Bruce Arians, two-time coach of the year. Tom Brady has six Super Bowls and, and appeared in nine of them. So that's the thing that I hate to say out loud, but folks. I mean, Tom Brady has got more history on one hand than the Buccaneers do as an organization. And (laughs) take that for what you will, but what I take away from it is that we brought in the most proven winner you can get. I mean, Tom Brady is a guy who comes into your franchise and everything around him just gets better. We talk about a winning culture, Bucs wanting to instill that this last season. I think they did a pretty good job with the you know, mental attitude of most of their players, but you bring in Brady, he's going to make people better around him. Tampa Bay just got a hell of a lot more classy at the end of the day. I mean, we look more like winners now than we ever have. We just have to see what it looks like on the field. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We, we will see. I mean, like I said, though, there's there's still, a, you know, a few steps that they need to take. There's there's still a few things that they need to, to get fixed, upgrades that they need to make, um, a few more free and signings, that I think they need to make. Uh, obviously, some draft picks. Some draft picks have to really go their way. So um, we'll see. It's not a finished product yet, but I still think that even with this team right now, I think it would still be playoffs or bust. I like it. I like it. That's the mentality. We just have to wait and see what happens. Jumping back over to the Cannon Fire Hotline, we've got another voicemail from somebody out of the 208. What do you got? Just want to start off by saying love the show. Uh, keep it going. Um but I was wondering, I am a huge fan of Tom Brady, and I'm so glad we got him. It's overwhelming. But are there any other big free agents you could see us getting? And also, do you think we will draft a QB for Tom Brady to mentor for the next two years so then when he comes up, he will be ready? Uh, thank you, and uh, have a great day. Love the show. Thanks for calling in, my man. His question is kind of a two-parter. It has to do with what the Bucks might do in free agency and, of course, what they're going to be doing in the draft. Now, we kind of already answered the free agency thing. We tossed out a lot of names before we jumped into the voicemails. So, really quick, Evan, if you just want to say one or two big free agent names you think the Bucks could come down with, in your opinion, and then we'll jump into the draft. I mean, I think the biggest, like I said, Jadavion Clowney's not going to be coming here, so... Um, the biggest name, probably like a like a Tony Jefferson or so, or like a you know like a Deion Lewis. That's probably like the biggest name I think you'll you'll see. So I'm not saying it's likely, but if you had to choose like a name that people would recognize, that would probably be something like that. Now, looking at the draft to address his question, he had asked, "Is it any more possible that the Bucks could be picking up a quarterback in the early rounds?" Of course, the idea being a guy that can sit behind Brady for the two years he's here, and then once Brady retires or goes to another team, whatever the case may be, he can jump in, fill that role, and just pick up right where we left off. Do you see that happening? I mean, you see more and more mock drafts. We talked about one right before the show where the Bucks didn't draft a quarterback at all, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So do you think it's safe to assume that the Bucks could be looking at quarterbacks in maybe round two and three? I mean, yes, but I think it all depends on who's there, really. Um, they're not going to draft one in round one. They, they, I think actually you know, them signing Tom Brady increases their chances of possibly moving up in the first round to be able to secure um, that tackle that they want. Uh, one of the four, you know, if they feel like they need to get up to 11 or 10 to get it, they might, you know, be willing to, to try it. Um, you know, they're, they're in now. So, uh, you know, QB in round two, what do you have? Jacob Eason probably there. Jordan Love will be gone. If Jordan Love was there, I would take Jordan Love. But, you know, 
he's not going to be there. He's a first-round guy. So let's say second-round pick for the Bucks. Best available quarterback is going to be Jacob, Jacob at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's going to be Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just don't know if I would take him over a guy like, you know, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or something. Just don't know if I'd do it. Um, then the third round, you might have a guy like Jalen Hurts. I am intrigued by Jalen Hurts. Would prefer to get him in the fourth round, but I don't think you're going to be able to get him in the fourth round. So I mean, I'd be fine. Like if you, you know, if you got like if you addressed like tackle, tackle in the first two rounds, and maybe like a running back or a defensive lineman in the first two rounds. As long as you did that, like I'd be fine with Jalen Hurts um, in the third. It might be a little bit of a reach, but I feel like he still has some potential. So. Um, Jake Fromm, I really don't think they would really like him that much. So Jacob Eason would have to be in the second round. If he's there in a the third, I would j- definitely pick Jacob Eason there in a the third. Definitely. I don't like I don't like Jacob Eason a bunch, but I like him enough to pick him in the third round. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I do think the, the chances increase. I'm not sure how much they increase. Uh, it really all depends on who's on the board. But if Jordan loves there in the second, I would run to the podium to take that guy. Yeah. No, I get you, man, for sure. I mean, that dude, hang on real quick. Just sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, Jordan Love is 21 years old, and he played at a small school. That's textbook, man. Sit behind Tom Brady for two years, greatest quarterback ever, and then go. Right? He got the age that you were going to be drafted anyways, you know, had you stayed in school. Exactly. I get you. It definitely is an appealing situation for a lot of people. You know, I can understand why someone would look at that and say, listen, that's Tom freaking Brady. I can sit behind him for as many years as he's going to play in Tampa, soak it up, hold a clipboard on the sidelines, and then when it's my time to roll, you've already got two years' worth of knowledge between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady as well. I think that would be a really good recipe for what the Bucks could do for the heir to the Brady throne. Let's get into another voicemail on the Cannon Fire Hotline from the 239. What's up, man? Siri number one, Bucks fan here. Tom Brady coming to Tampa is light. LeBron James going to Miami. Hope y'all ready. We are going to be the first team to host our own Super Bowl. I already predicted it, but with Tom Brady, it's way more likely now. I'm going to miss Winston, but the NFL is about winning championships. Just business. Hope there's a chance Winston sticks around and becomes Brady's Aaron Rodgers. Go Bob and fire those cannons. Now that message is a little special. It comes to us from our buddy Dalton, who used text-to-speech. Um, so it sounds like Siri, but he made a lot of great points, and that's why I wanted to include his voicemail. He started off with the comparison, Tom Brady coming to Tampa is like LeBron coming to Miami. Now, Miami was a team who was fairly relevant a little bit before LeBron. The Bucks haven't been relevant in close to 15 years. Yeah. But I can see the comparison, and I really like the comparison, because we talk about guys who, you know, we mentioned it before, he can just make everyone around him better. I mean, that's what LeBron does in the NBA. He goes to any team. He has a little bit more say-so in the roster control, but uh, he's able to make the guys around him better. And on top of that, he said, I'm going to miss Jameis, but the NFL is about winning championships. And I just, I like the points that he put out there. He's very excited for the season, as am I, which I think at this point, if you're a Bucks fan and you're not excited for the season, then you're just a Debbie Downer and nothing's going to cheer you up. But it's about winning championships. We miss Jameis, but 30 interceptions just isn't going to win you a championship. And... I put out a poll recently about Jameis Winston on Twitter. I said, Tom Brady aside, 
do you believe that Jameis Winston, I almost wanted to say Tom Brady, do you believe that Jameis Winston deserved one more year under Bruce Arians and his system? And a staggering amount of people voted yes. It was like 70-30 yes to no. Now, I'm also in the same group that believes Jameis did deserve another year. I mean, we look at history repeating itself. We talked about it with Carson Palmer, with a lot of other quarterbacks that played in that same Bruce Arians offense. The first year, your interceptions are going to go up. Everybody said Jameis probably isn't going to throw 30 interceptions two years in a row. Right now, it doesn't look like he's going to land a starting job on a team. But that's right now. That's not later. Anything could happen. There is still time. But, you know, it's all about winning now. And bringing in Tom Brady stresses that Bruce Arians is not ready to be patient. You know, because if Jameis did not work out, then you kind of leave Bruce Arians with not a lot left to do. You know, let's say next year Jameis stays and he throws 26 interceptions and the Bucks make the playoffs, but he throws a pick six in the first round of the wild card, right? Like, at that point, it's was it worth waiting? No, it, it wasn't. But it's just, I don't know, it's a weird situation, but what I'm trying to stress is that they don't want to wait around. If you have a chance to get Tom Brady, you go out and you get Tom Brady. No personal feelings towards Jameis. I'm sure Bruce maybe would have liked him back, but it's Tom Brady, dude, and we just don't have time to sit around and wait. A lot of people are saying this could be the worst mistake in Buccaneers franchise history. That could change, but right now it just doesn't look like Jameis has the market that he thinks he's going to have. I don't think he'll get a fair shot as a starter, which is a shame because I think he has starter ability, but for the Bucs, they're just tired of taking risks. They're tired of waiting to see if it's going to work out. And they've been waiting to see if it's going to work out with Jameis ever since they drafted him five years ago. So here's where we are now. The Buccaneers are literally in championship mode. And there's no other way to put it. I'm excited for the year. Um. Yeah, I don't think I have to say anything. <laughs> because, <laughs> I think I covered uh, all the bases. Yeah, that, that was really good. Thanks. Um, that, Thanks. That was I, a really... I, a really good job. I felt like I almost fumbled a few times, but I'm glad I kind of brought it up and yeah. uh, we ended up saving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to say a word. You you covered it, man. <laughs> Thanks for calling us, Dalton. We'll take your voicemails anytime. Let's get to our last caller of the show. This is Big J from San Diego out of the 619. What's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, Rhett? What's up, Evan? This is Jay from San Diego, man. Hey, I got a quick question for you guys. Um, why is it that everybody's expecting Jameis to leave, but if he's not projected to be a starter anywhere else, why wouldn't he stay and be a backup for us behind Tom Brady where he can learn for a year or two potentially and be his successor? I don't know if that's a possibility. What do you guys think? Uh, just curious, man. Anyways, Big J from San Diego. Go Bucks and peace out. Cannon Fire Podcast. I'll at you guys later. Thanks for giving us a call, Jay. And it's funny that he brought up Jameis Winston because we were literally just talking about the guy. His question is what I have seen floating around quite a bit. And it references that Jameis is not going to get that big of a market. It looks like he's not going to get a starting job. Again, things can change as of the recording of this podcast. But the expectation around a lot of people is he's going to get a backup job somewhere. Why can't he get a backup job here? sit behind two Brady, Tom Brady for two years, and then be the best quarterback he's ever been once Brady retires. Well, simply put, 
I just don't think Jameis has any interest in doing that. Jameis, at exactly. this, at this point, I, the Bucks can offer him whatever he wants. I mean, obviously they can't because they just signed another quarterback. But I don't think he has any interest in coming to a team that just chose to go with 43-year-old Tom Brady over Jameis Winston, who feels like he's worth $30 million. And for him, you know, he's desperate to go somewhere and, and prove that he can start. It's just he doesn't want to be here, plain and simple. I think he is hurt. I think the Bucks handled it. It's business. But I think Jameis is, of course, hurt, and I just don't think he's interested in that in the least bit. Yeah, I don't. So, I, for one, I don't think it's ever happened in the NFL, like a high-profile guy, like who was a starter for five years and wasn't re-signed. They brought another guy. I don't think they re-signed that guy. Right. Um, I basically brought it up to where if you're fired from a job and somebody else, let's say you're the manager, you're the general manager of a, of a store, yeah. And you get fired, uh, you know, and they bring in somebody else. But then two weeks later, you know, you, you still don't have a job, but they come calling and offer you less money to work under that guy. And basically, you know, he's going to tell you what to do. Are you taking it? I'm not because I'm going to sit there and, you know, everybody has an ego, right? And I think Jameis Winston has an ego. He's not going to want to do that. Like you said, he's going to have no interest in going back to the team that literally just said they didn't want him. Obviously, they didn't publicly say that, but signing Tom Brady means they didn't want James Winston as their starting quarterback. So, sure, would they love James Winston back as a backup? Yeah, probably. But why would James Winston have any interest in that? Right. Absolutely absolutely not. That's... I mean, I, I understand people suggesting it because, you know, he doesn't have a market. And honestly, you know, I was just talking about it with my dad. I feel bad for the guy. Like, I really do because he is he's talented. Um, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, starter talented, really. But, I mean, he should have had a backup job locked up already, at least. Um, I, I, I don't know. I still think Pittsburgh is a good spot for him. But, um, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Like I said, it's never really happened in the NFL, and I don't think this is going to be the first case. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Jameis, you brought up the money situation as well. For a guy that may have just priced himself out of another starting job in the NFL, I just can't imagine there's a mutual number that him and the Bucks would agree on to bring him back as a backup. It just it doesn't really add up. Um, you know, the, the fantasy of seeing Jameis and his redemption story after sitting behind Brady for two years is great. The movie writes itself. But it's just not something that's realistic, and I think with Jameis, he just doesn't have any interest in it. That's just exactly what it boils down to. So those are all the voicemails that we've got. Thank you guys for calling the Cannon Fire Hotline. Now, we did get a ton of voicemails this week, so if we didn't get to your voicemail, we do apologize, but you are always encouraged to give us a call back. 813-433-0323. Lines are open all the time. You can give us a voicemail if you're thinking about us. Let us know. If you want to talk Bucks and it's 2 in the morning on a Saturday, leave us a voicemail and we'll get to it on the next episode of the show. I actually have to come up with like a voicemail greeting because I've, I've called the number yeah. and people kind of wait for it to forward to voicemail. And the voicemail is some robotic voice basically saying to leave a voicemail. I'm trying to get mm. a custom greeting in there, so expect that over the next few days. Maybe you'll get a warm greeting instead of feeling like you were just hung up on. <laughs> now, Evan... Before we get out of here, I understand you have a little bit of a scoop for us, maybe, possibly? Uh, I, I do. It's not 
Now, this isn't a a rock solid uh, piece of information here. I'm not, but also, you know, it's just something that is interesting. To something me. for folks to think about. Something just, you know, this isn't a report. You know, I'm not saying that this is likely to happen or even that there's interest. It's just something that it was told to me, sent to me by, you know, just a random person who, you know, I have talked to a little bit from, you know, just today, and um, it seems pretty legit. So. Uh, I was just sitting there today, and I got a, got a text from somebody that said, you know, that uh, a member of their family is a real estate agent in the Tampa Bay area, uh, actually in West Chase, and um, said that, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver, free agent wide receiver, has called her firm and is looking for a a, um, a family house in, in Tampa, um, and it led to believe that possibly, you know, Emmanuel Sanders could be one of those veterans that wants to play with Tom Brady. He's 33 Super years old. Super Bowl experience. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Super Bowl last year. So he's uh, he's 33 years old, and, I mean, this dude can still ball, right? Oh, yeah, now, he I mean, proved he's that not, last year. Yeah, he's not coming here for $3 million, right? This is going to be a more expensive one. This is going to be a $6, 7000000 million one. But I'm, and I'm not saying it's happening either, but – just something to think about, right? Emmanuel Sanders, you know, Tampa's a great place to live. Maybe he just wants a house in Florida. But it's also, it's interesting timing. Um, and I also want to bring up some connections here. So Emmanuel Sanders, the rumor is that he's always kind of wanted to play with Tom Brady. Um, and then also, Bruce Arians coached Emmanuel Sanders when he was in Pittsburgh and helped draft Emmanuel Sanders. He was a big part in drafting him. So there's some history there. And Jason Light, in the 2014 offseason, when the Bucks made that big splash and just signed all those free agents, they actually brought Emmanuel Sanders in for a visit to Tampa. So Jason Light has shown interest in Emmanuel Sanders before. You know, there's no reason to think they, you know, maybe, again, showing interest. So, like I said, not an official report, just something to keep in mind. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders would be a big piece. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll keep you guys updated if I hear anything about it. Um, anything more, but um, yeah, just just a little uh, little interesting tidbit of information there. And there you go. That's an exclusive, by the way. Only something that you're going to get to hear on the Cannon Fire podcast. So we put that at the end of the episode for those of you people who listen all the way to the end. We appreciate you very, very much. But just something to think about. There are a lot of connections there. Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, he's a guy that you can fill into that role and he'll ball out even at 33 years old. He proved that last season made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and then had Jimmy G throw the game-winning pass 15 yards over his head. Hopefully that doesn't happen if he comes to Tampa Bay. Right now we just have to wait and see. But ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for watching with video on YouTube and listening on any of our other podcast source. You can follow the show on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast your number one source for all the updates on the show and everything going on. We've also been fairly on top of free agency, so you can check that out. Also, follow Bucks Wave on Instagram and Twitter for all of your free agency news regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. And you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram and Twitter at EvanNFL. And I believe E1 underscore 920 on Instagram. Something complicated, right? Yeah, it's on my Instagram name. It's Ewan underscore 920. Look so. at that. I got it. First try. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors at Pinecrest Printing and Signs. You've heard us talk about these guys every single episode. You're going to hear us talk about them again because they're that damn good. 
They've been helping out the Tampa Bay business community since 2001 for anything business and branding related. If you have an image for your business, they're going to make sure it gets taken care of in the most professional way possible. They handle business cards, apparel, vehicle wraps, anything in between, from banners to posters to large signs to metal signs. They've got you covered, and they've been doing it for almost 20 years. You can check out RJ and his experienced staff, 813-684-5444, or you can go to their website at pinecrestprinting.com. I am Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and we will talk to you guys next time. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.